Hi, welcome to Rockle and Russell's YouTube review. Each week we'll be setting each other challenges uh, on YouTube and finding videos for hopefully your entertainment. Hope you enjoy this current episode. Warning, the following show features stunts performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, MTV and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on this show. Yeah, that'll do, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that together. I'll try and fade they it are, out somehow. Are, I think you, you you probably might find a like a, 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 a like the start of an episode where they because they have a shortened version of that song, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but then between the warning, they have the hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, welcome to check out. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, on that one, he fires out of a cannon into a net. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. So this is um, season two, episode seven, I believe, which is our 43rd. So get thinking for our 50th. I've no idea what. Um, but yeah. On our, um, 49th. Yeah. On our 50th, um, Mike Riley could come on and fuck it all up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So episode eight of series two. Um, Zoe come up with some good ideas, actually, today. She said what she likes is hearing us talk in depth about like actual people. So she enjoyed our Sean Lock uh, episode and our Ricky Gervais episode. And we should kind of maybe do a season of just like each, like seasons of like six episodes of different people. And then the next season, like different TV shows or something, you know, I thought that's quite a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we'd go for something yeah. like that. Because we're running out of ideas, really. Aren't we? <laughs> I've listened to um, Adam Buxton and Miles Jupp this week. I don't know if you've heard that podcast. No, not um, yet. Um, he was saying about Miles Jupp said he lived in Monmouthshire on, you know, when your ears prick up when you hear a word. like So he said about living in Monmouthshire. And I thought, oh, I wonder where he lives like in Monmouthshire. And then Adam Buxton told this story about, do you know the band The Pixies? Yeah. Well, they were recording at Rockfield Studios and he was a friend of like the lead singer. So he got the train to like near Monmouth, which is where I play golf. And um, then he got he cycled to Rockfield Studios where, you know, uh, what's the story was made and Queen's Night of the Opera was made, or, you know, big, like, successful studio. And he said the Pixies split up in a Cafe Nero in Monmouth High Street. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, that's mad. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I listened to a bit of that last night. And, um, yeah, I've watched a lot of telly this week. So, um, how's your week been, first of all? Yeah, I did. I had a pretty sort of normal working week, but then we went out. We had a day out in London on Saturday to watch a play. Oh yeah, how was the the, the shark that ate the boat thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the shark is broken. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I was I was sort of confident that it was going to be just because of what it was about and just the the buzz that I've seen about it. Yeah, and then was just glad that Emma liked it as well because she would, I suppose, she would have been viewing it in a slightly different way to me. She would have been viewing it with her experience of having watched a lot of plays. Yeah, and working in uh, as a drama teacher. So I was I, I, for a little while. I had that sort of, you know, when you recommend something and then you're with the person when it's on. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to be doing that thing where I kept looking at her. Just oh to check. right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
you're okay. But uh, you could tell you could tell pretty quickly how good it was. You know, that's good. I, I hate it when you're watching a like a film you've already seen and you're looking at the person to see their face for the twist or something. Like <laughs> I like that. I watched The Usual Suspects with Zoe's mum and dad. <laughs> I think within 20 seconds, Jenny, her mum, went, <laughs> "Oh, that probably." That probably that uh, Kevin Spacey's probably that guy's a Soze. And I was like, well, that's it's killed two hours of this film. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah. Went, we went to see Belfast on Friday, which was very watchable. And then, um, yeah, we, we bumped into Zoe's auntie and uncle in the street. First time I bumped into someone since I've lived here, <laughs> like two oh, years, right? <laughs> yeah. Stop and, uh, chat. yeah, and um, he said, What do you think? I said, It's one of the best films that I'll never watch again, if that makes sense. Oh, right. Yeah, so I enjoyed it for the first time, but I wouldn't put it on again because there's not not too much happens, but it's an interesting story. Um, yeah, a good good trailer. The trailer was very eye catching when that started appearing on the TV because yeah. the music on it as well. Yeah, uh, and um, they, halfway through it, they played um, Dexy Midnight Runners. Um, Jackie Wilson says, "Ah," uh, and uh, I told her the Jockey Wilson. I told Zoe the Jockey Wilson story, but I don't think she was very interested because she doesn't know who Dexy's Midnight Runners or Jockey Wilson is. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Home Team today. Kevin James is a, he's like a, a disgraced football coach. He won the Super yeah. Bowl and then he runs his kids' football team for a year. And, you know, he learns a lot about himself during yeah. that time. And it was, I really enjoyed it. And then I started to watch The Edge of War, which is about like in Munich. And then I couldn't get on with that after watching a Kevin <laughs> James movie. Yeah. So I've had not. Have you heard. seen, um, have you seen Here Comes the Boom? Kevin yeah, James. liked it. <laughs> yeah, so <did> I. <laughs> seen it a couple uh, of times. There's not too many films with Kevin James that I don't like, other than the Grown Ups franchise and Paul Blart 2. I think everything else I've pretty much liked. But Paul there you go. Blart 2. <laughs> How that got Paul Blart 2 out of that, I've no idea. I also watched, it's on Netflix, The Girl Behind the Train, Behind the Wall, Across the Road from the Girl in the Wind. It's got Kristen Bell in it. Have you seen that on uh, Netflix? No, I saw the trailer the other day because I remember saying to Emma, oh, that's um, Anna out of Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like for, for someone else to watch it. I was saying this to my mate, Sean. I'd like for someone else to watch it so I can complain to them about it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> fucking stupid programme. Like, when it gets to the last episode, they were, I wonder, like, the writers must have gone, well, what would be the most stupid thing that could happen here? <laughs> what would be the most ridiculous twist? And, yeah, it's it's not great. Cobra, it sounds a bit like Cobra Kai. That's what that sounds like they do a lot of the time. <laughs> Cobra like, Kai. What do we do now? Utterly ridiculous. Yeah. We'll do it. Um, and they'll love it. <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai is a thousand times better than this programme. Uh, that should be on the that should be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I watched... Oh, I had a day off today, as you could tell. But I, like, I do overnight shifts, so... I started at 2.30 yesterday and finished at 7 o'clock this morning. And then you get home and I'm just tired. So I put the telly on and then I think, you know, you have these dreams in your head of, I'll go for a walk, I'll go for a bike ride. And then you sit down and go, I'm going to watch the Tinder swindler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've had a, a big telly week. It's good. No, it's good that you like to, to hear when you sort of got through a few things like that, because obviously I don't get the chance to watch as much. My, my list is... is mm like long i started watching um i'm a few episodes in to atlanta following the last oh, time right, we yeah. Did this. yeah I, I went and started it that night yeah how are you finding yeah, it good yeah I, I've, I've only watched the first sort of like three i think i'm i mean i'm three in yeah but not enough enough that i'm like yeah i'm staying with this yeah i, I like paperboy he's great in it and then yeah 
Paperboy's mate, I think, is the real star of the show. Yeah, I really recognise him, but I don't know what it's from. Um, Paperboy, he's in um, the new Marvel movie. He's in Eternals. Like, one, oh, of right. the, one of the people that's a terrible movie as well yeah i really like atlanta oh, as, as i've said many many times on this program on this uh, podcast <laughs> we yeah. um when we were watching that long since me and emma watched jaws i i put it forward as one of our saturday night films mm. um not too long ago within the last year yeah and emma loves uh like a, a franchise so if we watch a, a, a jaws she yeah. will say right we've got to watch jaws to do jaws three and jaws four after right. like regardless of how shit we know they are <laughs> yeah but when we was when we was watching that play on saturday she said oh we definitely got to watch jaws now and i was like it's not long since we've seen it and she was like yeah i'll watch it kind of differently now that i've seen this yeah i was like well you know what i say like jaws is on is those films that i would i'd watch it like once a month if i was permitted mm. um but i remember at the time thinking there's no way she's gonna sort of sit through that on like a sunday night yeah um and then obviously we went we went out after the play and had like a few drinks and a bit of food and that. And then she was had a few too many margaritas. And on Sunday I was yeah. like, yeah, because <laughs> the, um, the the play is based specifically kind of around that sort of scene when they're on the boat together, you know, which yeah. is which seems like an obvious statement with Jaws. But until you realise like that's like only a very small part of the film, really, isn't it? Like there's yeah. it's a long time till they get to the point where they're going out like hunting the shark I'm, yeah I'd be amazed if we sat down to watch that tomorrow I don't even think we'd get as far as them getting in the boat before she was <laughs> nodding off so we are doing a special this week on favourite programmes from our use Jackass uh, hence the thing at the yeah. beginning hence the thing we talked about 20 minutes ago because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's a new movie coming out or it's out now and uh, we're going to go through our favourite bits and talk about why we liked um, uh, Jackass so much when we, in our youth um, it was kind of the first yeah. program where you could just start. I don't know, you were worse at it than me, but for like self-harming. <laughs> I'm like doing little stunts. <laughs> yeah, I would die for a hedge, but I wouldn't go to the levels of the stuff you've done. It was, well, well done for calling it jackass, by the way, not jackass. I know a lot of uh, like yeah. English people have a tendency to think that it's one of those words that is like translated to English when it's, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I remember I was in the video shop renting the first one on the when it came out once and the person in front of me was kind of renting it as well and they put it on the counter and they said okay um and I heard him call it jackass and I was like that's not how you say it yeah. you wouldn't if someone's messing about you wouldn't call them a jackass would you just a word it's not it's not a word we use is it but they no. they do so you have to pronounce it the way that they say it because it's not mm. one of our words but yeah it was like early <clears throat> I suppose they were it was in the making for a few years, but it, it kind of hit us in like about 2000, 2001, I think, didn't it? Skateboarding or BMX or um, what that man Margera did, that Camp Kill Yourself um, CKY, didn't he? I had no interest in any of yeah. that. And then I quite like, you know, seeing people who are good at anything. Yeah, all kind of skateboarding stunts and things. I'm not fussed by. I, like, I do like, I just, I think Knoxville just wins it every time for me. I think he's one of the yeah, most stylish I, people. I, he's, he's an absolute star. Like he is, like people say, he's got so much charisma. And, and um, it's, it's weird. I was saying to Emma the other day, it's like, it feels like one of those things in five years, 10 years, whenever it ends up being, it would yeah. make a really good like um, behind the scenes Netflix documentary mm. about just the birth of it. And then following, you know, there's been people that have died, people that have had like yeah. addiction and then people that have, are clicked over now. And then obviously Johnny Knoxville essentially sort of wanted to be an actor like went to Hollywood to follow the sort of the dream of being an actor and just wasn't wasn't getting a break so ended up sort of going down this weird route and mm. what it's become and how big it is and it is I mean it's it is worldwide as well isn't it it's like yeah. it's known everywhere pissing about 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, when Johnny Knoxville gets kind of yeah. famous, well, he's in Men in Black 2 and he plays two different parts. I remember seeing an interview where he said, you know, I must be good to be rubbish at two different parts <laughs> in a film. And uh, you know, he, he was quite like famous. And I remember they were talking about, Jeff Tremaine was talking about hit them go, running, like going around Hollywood filming him running into signs like traffic signs <laughs> this, this guy's like a millionaire like there's no need for him to be doing these kind of things but yeah if you if you take every single one of them you could probably build a documentary around it you know i like yeah i like steve i has got the most like rags to riches to riches story out of anyone hasn't he like yeah he ever- he's, he's mad though how i would have been convinced that he did what he did because he was off yeah. his head but he's like sober now and he's as bad he does a full he's, he does a full like stand-up tour now yeah. um don't try this at home or something so, i can't remember the name of it but mm. it's uh, the, the stuff that he does in this um sort of recent film from what i've heard i've not seen it yet yeah and the stuff that i sort of see and refer to do it on his stage show is is as, as mental as the stuff he did when he a full-blown like yeah you know nip knocking on death's door drug addict yeah madness like I, I, he was on like their version of strictly wasn't he like in america <laughs> which they think about is mad and on the same series was mike wozniak the guy from apple and he said like he he wanted to get a new laptop so he spoke to mike wozniak behind the kind of behind the scenes which one should i get and he goes oh you need to get this one if you're going to do editing for videos or whatnot he goes oh well, come to the apple store come with me and they him and mike wozniak went to the apple store and uh, they like you know some people knew who he was, some people didn't. And he goes, "Can I get a staff discount?" He goes, "Oh, we got the staff discount card." And Mike wasn't it? I got it out, and it was like zero 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 one ID, like <laughs> employee number. <laughs> like amazing, because um, it's, it's not particularly funny. I don't think, unfortunately, his um, stand-up isn't that great. But his stories are quite interesting. Like he tells this great one about him doing like cocaine with different like famous people. And one of them was like Kid Rock, who just like knocked out a a line with his arm. (laughs) And Steve O was kind of like, "Um, that's like way too much. He goes, no, it's fine. We'll just chip away at it. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the story of him and Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan's kind of like takes the drugs from Steve O and then says like, you need to get out of my party. He's like, well, she's blatantly just going to do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, his jokes aren't great, but I do like, I, I think any famous person, I've probably listened to their stories about other celebrities. But, yeah, um, but he's like... He was he was on, he did reality TV over here as well, didn't he? Did he do the jump, the ski, the, the skiing one? Oh, I can tell you that, mate. Because <laughs> I, I think he ended up in a relationship with Stacey Solomon for a while. Oh, um, yeah. That, that came to an end and she went with Joe Swash instead. What a choice. <laughs> Imagine yeah, then, that. She hasn't got a type, has she? <laughs> <laughs> but Spike, uh, Spike Jones, you know Spike Jones is because he directed. Yeah. Well, he was involved in Jackass, isn't he? And he's yeah. like a multi-award-winning director and stuff now. Yeah, serious. Yeah. And he's done a lot of. I know his work mainly through like music videos and the Beastie Boys and stuff like that. I think in one of the films, he's just dressed up as an old woman going around with a prosthetic boob hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the 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 sort of the skit that became that ultimately became the, the bad grandpa films mm. that was that was johnny knoxville in sort of old man prosthetics and spike jones as the as the old woman wasn't it yeah and like his movie kind of his back catalogue goes from you know he done the fat boy sim praise you video like uh, yeah uh, and he's the main guy in that isn't he the one jumping about isn't he but he's also in yeah. like hannibal and <laughs> he's directed her 
have you seen that with um, Joaquin Phoenix being John Malkovich and adaptation? It's yeah. crazy. And then it's crazy, you know, isn't it? Because there's not on his level, but there's there's the other one, Lance, Lance Bangs as well, is another yeah. one of the kind of uh, director producer people involved in it. I don't think he's had as many kind of hits as Spike Jones, but he's mm. he's also a serious filmmaker as well, which. I suppose when it was a TV show, you would have thought that was a bit odd. But once it became a movie, I suppose, regardless of what it's about and how silly it is, there's still yeah. elements about how they shoot it that a good filmmaker would do a better job than a shit filmmaker. Yeah, because you think he's like <laughs> making these uh, like amazing movies. That, you know, being John Malkovich is great. One of my favourite films. and uh, But he's also filmed like Ryan Dunn doing a shit onto a little version of a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to 2,187 listeners, which is mental. But our <laughs> listenership, I think five, we had five plays of our podcast today. And yesterday we had 40, which is, you know, it's mad that 40 people in a day have listened to our podcast, isn't it? And what one was that in particular, just the most uh, recent one? 23 plays of the Netflix one, and then nine of the Ricky Gervais, four of our game shows one. And then we released our, net, uh, like, that was the day we released our Netflix uh, one. So, you know, it's going all right. Yeah, those, those are the, I suppose people listening to the to the current ones, less mm. surprising. Just when, when the, the sort of, all of a sudden there's someone that's listened to, a, just seems to have cherry-picked one from six months ago. Yeah. Um, seems odd. <laughs> it's just when someone says, like, I put something on my, um, like, the Wellington City mates, like, guys I went to school with. I said, oh, any ideas of what we could do a podcast on? And one of them said, like, oh, you should do one on, you should talk about, oh, you should, you should do one on, like, um, uh, Afterlife, because that's coming out soon. I thought, I'll, I just put, thanks for not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and Sarah, Sarah Austin, remember Sarah Austin? Yep. Yep, she's, um, I think she had some time off with COVID. She's not very well, and she... Um, Said she wanted some podcasts to listen to. She said it was nice to hear our voices again. So that was nice. And a few other people have listened in, uh, Emma Gover and a few others. And we still got our regular fans, which is great. My name is Johnny Knoxville, and this is the High Five. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Good morning. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can't believe you fell for it. Can you bring the soup in? <laughs> we need you to bring this tray of soup into the kitchen. This is all flour for our friend Bam. We're going to antique him when he gets here. Jackass is quite a quite a uh, visible kind of genre. <laughs> so, do you want to describe what happened in that one, mate? Yes, yeah, so, uh, they're, they're in. I don't know, just in the, the safety of just their offices. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Knoxville's got this huge hand, like probably sort of the, the size of like your, your waist up to your head, um, on like a coiled spring basically that you pull it around and it just swings around and um yeah just clatters anyone who walks through the door but it's like um it's like a little club to get into the club you have to get done by it first because like the first people they do it to are then like right set it up again because i want to watch that happen to someone else yeah. i don't know how long they show three there i don't know that might have gone on all day you just yeah. don't know do you? um but yeah, the, the 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 third and final one with with Bam is just, I mean, he is just knocked off his feet. He just he just stops dead in his tracks. Yeah, like he doesn't like move a leg back. His feet are planted, aren't they? And he just yeah. like a like a weeble, just bang. God, and then like you know, there's no recourse from it, is there? It's like no one's angry. No. <laughs> I suppose they just come. I think from from watching Jackass like a lot over the years, the mm. the the show, the movies, and then the point five movies were probably the biggest giveaway because you see the stuff in those that's yeah. a little bit uh, well, they're not bloopers exactly. It's just stuff they didn't they decided not to put in the in the main mm. film. But you see in there that all of them have got a thing or two, maybe not all of them, but most of them have got a thing or two where they do draw the line. So like Bam hates snakes. Yeah. And there's clips of them doing snake stuff to him and he's just saying, Fuck off, like leave me alone. Like I've mm. I've had enough and you know, I, I can't go to sleep. You're driving me insane. I can't relax. Like, and he's mm. getting really kind of animated and angry about it. And then I think other other people have got stuff that they've just sort of said, you're not making me do that. And I think there's there's probably been a lot of falling out over the years because generally people like that, if you tell, yeah. if you think, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cards on the table, be honest and tell them the one thing not to do, that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to be given a nice fluffy pillow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to be given gift cards. Yeah. Um, yeah, because um, I remember there was a, a clip where they got like horse semen, and um, yeah. Chris Pontius is kind of told to, well, not told, he was, he's going to drink it basically. And they say to him, if you do that, then you're allowed to have another one off. So if there's another one mm -hmm. coming up that you don't want to do, you can say no, because I drank, <laughs> drank the horse semen. Um, which seems like a fair system <laughs> and, a, and a sentence I'll never say again. And yeah, because when they lock um, van uh, Bam in that van full of snakes, 
And then they kind of, he gets out and then he's just trying to fight anyone that comes near him, isn't he? Yeah. And I, you do feel sorry for people in that moment. Bam, obviously, he's like completely off the rails now. He's sort of gone the other way. The rest of them are always a bit mad in their youth and have sort of straightened yeah. themselves out. But he's 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 struggling. He got he got binned off and sacked on from this film, didn't he? Because he was yeah sort of supposed supposed to be in recovery, and then he was still um, you know still known to be using. So they just they just they just sacked him basically, and then he went off on some mad um, like you know social media yeah. rants about them. He was, and, and, he was trying to sue Jackass, wasn't he, for using his ideas yeah. and stuff, and you know him being original, he should be still getting money from him and things and. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly sad how well everyone's done out of it and how badly he did, you know. Yeah, but I suppose, like, Ryan Dunn was his sort of best mate yeah. before we go through the show and everything else, and he kind of died in tragic circumstances, so that's, like, that's not yeah. going to help. Obviously, he lived quite a... He was a bit of a hellraiser anyway, Bam, mm. but I think it, it, it was when he... I suppose when he was younger, um, he could kind of get away with it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, um, that spin-off Viva La Bam show, which I really enjoyed at the time, which just, yeah. uh, I think they they tapped into that sort of funny relationship he had with his parents where he'd do the, he'd like stitch them up and do the tricks to them all the time. And there was a few series of that that were good because his, his uncle was a... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's Don mad, Vito. So yeah. Don Vito, yeah, I forgot. I remember Phil and Phil and... Ape. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, obviously, that one episode, Don't Feed Phil, where he was like banned yeah. from all restaurants and things and like they were on tour with the uh, Bloodhound gang and stuff and Don Vito just hated being involved but I think he was a really good like is it a stall <laughs> where you're kind of yeah. in on the gag but you're kind of making the best of it like a yeah. bit like Jamie Redknapp on uh, A League of Their Own <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely in on it um, yeah he's uh, I, I liked Viva La Bam as well but I don't think I could watch something with Bam McGarren now because it is all a bit sad isn't it yeah, I, I I think I would struggle actually mm. now just knowing what I know because he was. He, I mean, it's a funny thing to say because it's not like I'm not talking about teenage mutant ninja turtles, but like you had your favourites in the yeah. Jackass crew, and I think oh. obviously like we said, Johnny Knoxville is 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 the star, um, mm. but Bam was always sort of you know the other one that I liked the most when I was watching it. Yeah, um, found him funny, found him like he had he, you know very charismatic and yeah, um, an actual talent as well. Like you know, yeah. Like yeah, Steve, Steve O could do circus tricks, but you know, Bam was quite a decent level skateboarder, wasn't he? Yeah, Knoxville was just a, a lot, just out there. <laughs> yeah, I think this with, with, mm-hmm. with Johnny Knoxville, I mean, we're, we're, I don't think there's any sort of uh coincidence that we've picked clips that sort of involve him because, uh, yeah, I think all four. <laughs> he generally is about the best. He's he's a, when the best ones are on, he's there, he's either fully in, in the limelight or he's involved in it. Um. But I think that just <laughs> that's a funny word to use based on what we're talking about. But it's quite admirable. Like yeah. he yeah. he he's the one that least out of everybody, the one that least needs to do it. Yeah, yeah. I see he, what you mean. He puts himself forward for the the most mm-hmm. extreme and dangerous things with by a mile as well. Like yeah. if you look back at the films and the stuff that he's done with the ball fight and the like get like getting knocked over by balls like big big ones as well not just yeah, not like a silly little rodeo clown like the, the the one that people would say oh this is the, this is the crazy ball that like you know everyone's yeah. scared of he just gets in there and lets it knock him <laughs> six foot up in the air he was on graham norton or something wasn't he he said he actually got brain damage from like the last yeah. film doing like the with yeah. the balls and i remember hearing this story that he broke his penis when doing yeah. a uh, motorbike trick so he's trying to 
I don't know. He's not, not big on motorbikes. Not, and it's one he was trying to backflip a motorbike. Yeah. But he didn't even know how to ride a motorbike. And then as it go, he lets go of it, it goes up. Obviously, it comes back down and lands on him. I can't imagine that pain, but yeah, not great. But then I remember in the first series, they like put a load of fireworks on his roller skates and he couldn't move two yards on roller skates anyway. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> incredibly uncoordinated. Like, but yeah. Oh, I, I, I like I say I love Knoxville. I just thought he was such a star icon. Like I loved the way he looked, and like I thought if I could get away dressing how he dresses, I think in the first series, I like the first series. You can tell he had like a Woody Woodpecker T-shirt on and like a kid's like visor <laughs> on yeah. upside down, like a see-through plastic visor and sunglasses. That, um... I just thought he looked so fucking cool. He's got like a family now, obviously. And uh, when he does at the end of the second movie when he has like a Western scene and the building falls and he's, like, yeah. you know, goes through the window. It's kind of like a famous thing to do, isn't it? If you go to any kind of American theme park, someone will be doing yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. then he, he moves, acts well on purpose, I reckon. And his daughter, who's about five, has a real go at him. Like, why'd you do this? Why are you like, why do you want to do these things? I thought it's quite sweet, but I don't think he's going to listen. <laughs> no, there's something about this film coming out so long after the last one and the age they are that feels it does feel like a farewell yeah it uh, feels like that's the last thing they're going to do because they've brought new people into it so whether they carry on it yeah. now with other people moving on and they kind of pass the torch on i'm not sure yeah i, I don't think it, like like with anything it won't be as good <laughs> no <laughs> you pine for those old people and they won't come back in and then when they do you're a bit like oh that's crap uh yeah um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Knoxville, and uh, that leads us on to our next clip. Well, we'll lead us on to all our clips because they're all Johnny Knoxville based, I think. <laughs> I'll uh, play the bad grandpa one, okay? <laughs> What's your name again? What? Irving. Irving, yeah. Irving Zisman. Hey, can we get some fries, please? Sometime today. <laughs> there you go. Take a seat. That'll put lead in your pencil, kid. You got a light? Ah, oh, shit. said piss off. Jesus. Here, Grimes. Huh? Thank you. Don't hog it all, you little prick. <laughs> give, me, give me that. <laughs> what? LA. Yeah? Don't do what? We don't drink out in public. You don't drink out in public? No. Well, maybe you should start, bub. Yeah. Where are you guys from? We're from your face. Yeah. <laughs> mind your own business, asshole. What? I said, mind your own business, asshole. <laughs> what are you going to do? Want to step outside? We're already outside, numb nuts. <laughs> he asked me if I wanted to step outside. <laughs> you are from LA, ain't you, boy? Yeah, we'll go around the block. We'll go around the block and see your mother. 
This is bullshit. We're surrounded by cocksuckers. All right, kid. It's time for Grandpa's massaging. Get massages with happy endings? That's right. Say goodbye to the hippies. Bye, hippies. Beat up out here? Oh, I have to worry about that in L.A. Not with you skinny sons of bitches. I hear a lot of talking. You're letting that bulldog mouth overload that puppy dog ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Look how tough he is. It's my grandson. Give a fuck. Well, now you swear in front of him. What kind of role model are you? What kind of role model are you? Get the fuck out of here. Go back to Mississippi. Uh, step over this line. Just step over that line. Oh, you stepped over the line. You stepped over the line. That long hair don't cover that red nut, boy. <laughs> Piss off. Let's go. Go crawl back in your mama's ass. Okay, so that is, I think, from the first series of uh, Johnny Nixfield dressed as the grandpa, which goes on to have his own movie. Uh, which is terrible. <laughs> uh, but that kind of just ad-libbed, like, he's hilarious, isn't he? In that, like, you know, he's yeah. as good as any comedian that would be in that suit doing it. You know, they've, and then yeah. I remember at school saying about, you know, that <laughs> doesn't cover that puppy dog ass. That <laughs> what, what did you say earlier about that long hair? <laughs> doesn't cover that, that long hair don't cover that red neck, boy. <laughs> yeah, and that, just that... You eh, don't step over this line, and then he obviously walks past it, and then goes, ha, ha, "You stepped over the line." <laughs> and it's really, just, really childish. But yeah, funny, yeah. <laughs> but that's just a human being on the street. That bloke has done exactly the right thing of what he should do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be completely carted off by a Johnny Knoxville dressed as a grandpa. Uh, I think it's almost nice that he did try and teach that boy <laughs> the different ways, even if he's calling him an arsehole and stuff. But then, yeah. As soon as you threaten to fight an old man, it's a bit pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, great, a great clip. I think one of the best things from the first series, definitely. Uh, have you seen the Bad Grandpa movie? So that's the um, that was the, like the Spike Jones thing. You were like yeah. the, the Spike Jones dressing up as the old woman. I think they've done, they've done a few sketches where it's the two of them together like that, haven't they? Yeah. Um, uh, and there's one where he keeps trying to steal stuff. <laughs> keeps trying to walk out the yeah. shop with different things. Uh, and it's good that people actually call him up on it and stop him from doing these kind of things. But yeah, Knoxville plays a great, like, funny old man, doesn't he? And like in front of people, he could just come up with stuff. I think he's great. Fair play to Knoxville. Not including the movie itself, which you said obviously is they they just sort of that's a that's a cash grab, isn't it? Like yeah, taking that fair. character and making a, a film out of it. But the in in the in the Jackass films, he's that that old man character is like. Um, rented a car before and then just driven it off and crashed it like yeah when he's not even out of view of the showroom and uh <laughs> there was another one where he got on i think it was in a film or that might have been in the film was it in the film where he got on one of those you know like the little non-use yeah. car machines you have, yeah. he got on one of them and they rigged, they rigged it to like yeah fire through a shop window <laughs> yeah, I mean that's bad grandpa point five or one point five or something like that. It's in that. Mm. But yeah. Have you seen most of Johnny Knoxville's films, do you reckon? Probably not most of them, because that some of them weren't great. I watched he was in he was in Walking Tall with the Rock, which I like. Yeah, I would only say he's been in Walking Tall, <laughs> The Ringer, <laughs> uh Men in Black 2. Uh let's look it up then. Men in that Black Action 2. Park, that Action Park I enjoyed because that was like a jackass film. Yeah. And um, Dukes of Hazard, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then um, the Ninja Turtles movies. I can't remember him in them, but there you go. Uh, were you a fan of Dirty Sanchez at all? Yeah, I was. But I think at the time, because Jackass came along first, it, it was always... It, it, it kind of started after it and then always always yeah. felt like it was behind it. They, they used to claim we were doing it before them, you know, and blah, blah, mm. blah, and that. But uh, it, it was like one of those things that you, a lot of people used to speak to you as if you had to have a favourite and had to choose. And I was yeah. like, I just <laughs> like them both. Yeah, like Oasis and Blur. Like, yeah, well, I got yeah. both albums, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the day of what single are you going to buy, I just got both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I liked Dirty Sanchez because it was kind of a bit more raw, wasn't it? And a bit, yeah. more stupid but then you know there was a lot more kind of male nudity and stuff like that which i didn't really like <laughs> they're trying to like put in stinging nettles in their pants and stuff i think that's just stupid where it's not entertaining yeah, the, the, and yeah, stupid the, the, it's just stupid the least in, in both shows the least favorite bits for me is the stuff related to kind of um being naked and like the the, the piss and shit stuff yeah i just <laughs> find a bit gross yeah um, the, the the dangerous kind of brave stupid things I like yeah um, like the you know with heights and the wild animals wild boys was decent with Steve O oh yeah that's and, good. And, yes that was good you you look back at things like that now a little bit and I'm I'm by no means am I like a kind of Greenpeace like yeah. person but you look back at some of the bits there was a bit in um, Wild Boys where they were like in a cave in Borneo and they were like messing with a massive python. <laughs> yeah. And well, at one point it. <laughs> it it starts to kind of coil up on Pontius and you hear the kind of panic in their voices. Yeah. And I think to myself the, the problem I've got with stuff like that is if that snake had got hold of him properly and they got to a point where they had to make a decision what to do or not they would have killed the snake. Yeah. I get what you mean. Wouldn't they? Like they didn't. They didn't do that, but if mm. but they're putting themselves in a position where if this goes wrong don't worry we'll just kill the animal. So it's yeah. always a little not particularly don't sit very well. Yeah, like that crazy guy at London Zoo got in the line enclosure with a Bible and they think they shot the animal. And you think, oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Surely the better a decision. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, you know, like when it's they're dealing with, well, Steve-O did that tightrope walk over a crocodile pit and stuff that, you know, animals in captivity, it's fine. But like you say, yeah, uh, I've been right into kind of like, I think through our afterlife, animal cruelty and stuff. I just like, I think it's the worst kind of people. <laughs> Yeah. I was reading this story about this guy, these owners who got put back to, like, met their dog again after it had been stolen and, like, trained for fighting and stuff. I just think, who the fuck does that? If the, like, that's what point in your life did you go, right, I'll start stop fucking my own life up and I'll start picking on animals, you know? It's mental, like, to me. And if, <laughs> but, like, yeah, who was, the, um, who was the American football player who got done for being involved in illegal dogfighting? Michael, oh, no, Michael Vick. Oh, Michael right. Vick a few years ago. Yeah. I've heard of him, which means he must be yeah. big in American football. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Family Guy used to rinse a lot of jokes <laughs> out of him. Um, but yeah, you just think, God, like anyone doing that seems odd. But for someone yeah. who's like probably a multi-millionaire to be involved in it, just seems crazy because that's almost <laughs> like you know a lot of people are probably involved in that world because of like money making opportunities. Yeah, but he but must this be bloke, in it for entertainment. And it's yeah. yeah. Uh, this week, Mark, on um, social media, because I can't remember what platform, speaking about um, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I thought your opinion was uh, pretty much bang on. So I didn't need to put yeah. anything myself. Yeah, I just think it's just it, it, it's uh, I I had no idea that show was on Netflix. Right. Until I didn't even know it, it had been released. I, and, yeah. I, and I, I probably I, I don't think I would have watched it and I don't yeah. think I will watch it because. 
I dislike him and I think he's good at what he does, but there's there's much more stuff ahead of it than this. So I, I had no, like, hmm. I would not have seen this joke if the people who were offended by it hadn't yeah. started sharing it all over Twitter and saying, look at this, it's disgusting. I just think, well, just don't share it then. Because I, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen it. So I'm, I'm one more person has seen it now because of you. Yeah, it's just that kind of, it's the society, it's society now, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, and everyone seems like almost drunk on their own farts, if you know what I mean, of trying to get him cancelled. Like, oh, he's cancelled now. Look what I've done yeah. almost. Well, yeah. you know, like you say, if you don't want to hear these things, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many more barriers. Like, if he was on if he was on Radio 2 saying that, it would be different. But it's yeah. on a subscription. It's a subscription channel that you have to first pay for, then then hmm. scroll through, select, then watch the whole thing. Yeah, like there's, there's, it's, it's not being, it's not being pumped into your living room, is it? Like, yeah, um, um, Russell, Russell Howard was complaining about that people, um, this woman at a death metal concert, like the lead singer of some band. I don't know if you heard about this. Got a fan up on stage no. and then weed on him, right? <laughs> and like the crowd would go mental. And Russell Howard was a bit like, you know, if we're cancelling stuff at a death metal, death metal gig, and we want that kind of like. That, oh, poor that bloke, you know, the bloke probably enjoyed it. He's not offended. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, see what he's kind of getting at. And I said to Zoe about it. And she went, no, that's 100% wrong. You know, because people in that audience haven't subscribed to watching her do that. So there's kind of, you know, there could be kids in that audience. And all of a sudden, what's going on? There? Yeah. So, like unless say, it was like, unless there was a suggestion box in the foyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, the, or the bloke was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. But. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, if you know what I mean. And I think you're right in where, whether you, the fact that you have to look into things to find things that are offensive, then that's not right. But I don't, I don't know where comedy's going. I just think it's going to be shit in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, because I heard someone refer to that Jimmy Carr joke as we have, like, there's no place in modern society for these views. And I was like, it's not a view, is it? It's a no. joke. And then, like, people are like, oh, yeah, but jokes are funny. And I was like, yeah, but that's not down to you to decide. Like, you, yes. you can decide if it's funny or not. You, you're not allowed to decide if it's a joke. Like, there's no way yeah. Jimmy Carr is saying, mm. like, is making a serious point. Like, yeah, you might be funny, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it is. It, um, yeah, it will end with just nothing being allowed. Yeah. Um, I, think, I don't I know when, when that will be, but it will. Yeah, it's not... I can imagine like back room, like under the cover of darkness, like comedy clubs where you have to check in all your phones and stuff at the door and you can actually see someone tell some jokes about whatever they like, or rather than going to the Apollo and seeing someone who's got right a list of things you can joke about almost. It's just not right. Yeah. It'll end up being, you can do jokes about the weather or just shit things people talk about when they bump into you at the supermarket, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. And uh, like, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, like Frankie Boyle will go out and he'll tell really offensive jokes about pretty much anything. And people are like, oh, that's fine because that's Frankie Boyle. But when, when Jimmy Carr goes on stage, because he's kind of, you know, he does the big fat quiz of the year and he does, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, Britain's 50, 50 best cesareans or whatever, that they kind of like, he's on telly a lot and he can, you know, he should be held more accountable because he, fucking presents the wheel or something you know what i mean <laughs> just I, I just don't i just i i don't think you should I, I don't think that joke was particularly funny either you know i think no. he said it for attention almost but also i think because he should just be able to get on with it and if you if you don't like that humor don't fucking watch it 
He doesn't want guitar yeah. lessons. <laughs> I feel like I've come away unscathed as well. Don't you find when we talk about stuff like that, you're still kind of a little bit worried about, even though we've got like 2,000 listeners of someone, not that anyone's really contacted us to complain about anything other than Ross Evans telling us we've got the name of fucking Yoda wrong or something. Uh, you know, I think if someone said... Oh, Who? Yeah. <laughs> if someone came on and said, like, what you've, you've agreed... Like when we talked about... Um, Caitlyn Jenner or something the other week, transphobia, and I was kind of like worried about it. And I thought, why am I fucking worried about it? And like, I, like, like I said to you before, I don't fo- in my heart fully that I am not an anist of any way. Yeah. <laughs> What's the quickest you've knocked in ever knocked anyone out? I hold like uh, California state records like eighteen seconds, including the the ten count. <laughs> Break that today. I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Butterbean. Today we're going to do a little boxing. Are you guys touch gloves and come out fighting? being okay <laughs> and by knockout in the first round new champion Butterbean. Woo, yeah! it kind of goes on from that clip of his trip to the hospital and stuff doesn't it <laughs> yeah um that is um johnny knoxville having a fight in a new york luggage shop <laughs> with um <laughs> eric hesh who is butterbean and you'll recognise him if you've seen him. Uh, he was a super heavyweight. And Knox, Johnny Knox, not easily, after a few seconds. Yeah. But, uh, I think Knoxville does all right. <laughs> <laughs> For a little bit. Yeah. But then I can't imagine how hard, how horrible it must be getting hit by a man of that size, you know. Yeah. And, um, when he's on the floor and he does those snores, like, yeah. you know, he's fully, fully knocked out. And then he's that kind of noises. Yeah. I never felt so sorry for someone doing something so stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then Knoxville being Knoxville, just is butter being okay. You think, oh, one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's, like you said earlier, he's just very funny, like, and it's just good sort of um, nonchalant comments like that. There's, a, there's quite a few of them. But, um, yeah. <laughs> 
It's better being okay. <laughs> um, I think Knoxville kind of created, he was working for like a magazine or something, wasn't he? Uh, and they decided to test out some like home security equipment. And that's yeah, I believe that was that was the kind of the, the start of it. He was doing a feature for that Big Brother magazine that, that yeah. Jeff, Jeff 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 Tremaine was the like the editor of the magazine. Yeah. Johnny um, Knoxville just kind of said, "Oh, look, here's here's a little um, feature for your magazine," and tested. So it would have been in one that would have been in like the first episode of the first TV yeah. show. Uh, pepper spray in the face. Yeah, a, um, a stun, gu- stun gun and a stun gun, taser. Taser. Yeah. I like the, is it the taser when he's got an American flag in his shirt off and he just shouts America and runs out? Yeah. <laughs> just, so unnecessary for the America bit. But yeah, I think from that moment, you kind of knew he was going to be a star. The pepper spray, he's like, people are saying, oh, do you want to jump in the pool? Do you know, I just like, I remember getting, we were in a, a nightclub once and someone got pepper sprayed by the police and just being in the same room as that pepper spray made me like, yeah. oh, that's horrible. But the, like I, I would hate to have that any kind of that's why I try and avoid those things I suppose <laughs> yeah it's weird to have like it's a weird thing to think like oh I, that 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 I would because everyone's different so mm. when you hear them talking on the program you'll have like pe- people that like Steve-O that does things that you would never dream of doing but then yeah. he says oh, I, I hate you know I hate this the yeah. most because I, I, my initial my initial reaction is that I would I would sooner have someone do a taser on me then i would get pepper spray in my eyes yeah <laughs> but then i don't know that because nothing neither of them have yeah <laughs> happened to me. and oh, someone right. someone who's someone who's had them would say no yeah i understand why you're saying that but you're wrong yeah so, like it's one of those strange kind of things where like a stun gun i think i could probably stand that and if I was ever on a lie detector, I think I could probably beat it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've got no nothing to ever back that up, but I feel like I could, both of those things, I'd be all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, you're right. You're right with those kind of things. Oh yeah, I'll be okay at that, but not at that. Like when I was like, obviously, with my job, I've got to deal with a fair amount of excrement and things. <laughs> I feel like oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Like jumping into elephant poo and what what not. Stevo does. Um, like, I've got no problem with those things. That's one of my jobs where if I ever went on a school trip, was like three in the morning, elbow deep in someone's sick on a, on a coach. Like, <laughs> sorry, that out. I, I was like, oh, don't worry. It'll bother me the less, the least out of all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's funny, yeah, like you say, I don't they think most of them, I'm not, I'm, my, my pain threshold isn't that great. So doing any of their stunts, if I think to a second, I don't even like roller coasters. If, if thought for a second, I might get hurt here. I probably just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the pain, yeah, the, the pain thing, I, it doesn't bother me so much. I think obviously there's the difference between pain and then sort of doing something which is going to still be causing you grief yeah. like a week later. So like, you know, mm. doing something where you're going to maybe like break your legs. So the silly things that they do, like yeah. uh, getting bitten by a snapping turtle although you yeah that might have happened to you <laughs> i don't think i would have known i uh, was so <laughs> like drunk that night um your brother's wedding wasn't it and yeah yeah giblin plus free bar equals carnage um <laughs> but main always to myself though that's always a good thing um yeah, yeah i ended up getting these two guys who said they were going to a bar and i thought yeah that'd be a nice thing and then the bar must have been two hours away i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I like was so drunk, I didn't know how I was going to get home or anything. 
So I just decided to just sleep in the back of this guy's like pickup truck. Luckily, I got the right um, pickup truck. But there was like a, for some reason, they had a snapping turtle in the back. I can't even remember what how I kind of dodged it, but I did. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning and like people always say to me about the snapping turtle. And I think that was the least of my problems <laughs> at that time. <laughs> it was in the middle of like in the middle of nowhere near Chicago with not a lot of money and not a lot of sense and being horrifically drunk. So I, I saw an interview with them last week. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff buzzing around because of the new film. Mm. And I think um I think Johnny Knoxville said pepper spray still stays with him as one of the worst ones. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Pontius said that he he did a thing in one of the movies where he they they had a load of those bullet ants in a glove and he put his hand in and he got oh, yeah. bitten. And that bullet ants, I've heard a, a few people say that that's considered to be like the worst mm. pain in the kind of animal kingdom. Right. Um, he said that was like a couple of days that was of, of just and it, it doesn't subside either. It's as bad. It's as bad like 24 hours later as it is when it happens. Yeah. Um, Steve Rose told a funny story, actually said that one of the worst things he did was that tattoo of himself that he's got on his. He's got his own face. Yeah. Tattooed <laughs> on his, and he said it was really funny because the bloke who doing it was aware of the show and had seen Steve Rose doing these crazy things. So thought he was going to have a nice kind of just you know, um, mm. person who can handle pain just laying there still. And he just said, for some reason, it was really hurting me. And I was jumping around and he had to keep God. stopping and starting. And he, yeah. was, he was like getting really angry with me, calling me a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the actual man hours that would must have gone into that tattoo as well, though. Yeah. So. Also, I really appreciate how good tattoo artists are at art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing tattoo, isn't it? So what would be like, I think when I'm, do anything that's just like a bit stupid and I've hurt myself. Majority, majority of the time I've been drunk and it doesn't really matter if that, if that yeah. makes sense. And then you pay for it like the day after. So I, I remember jumping through a hedge after a big day at the cricket club, jumped through a hedge and I broke my collarbone on like a, a little a stake holding a little sapling tree up. And I didn't really notice it until the morning of how much pain I was in. I think I still tried to go to football. <laughs> Just because I didn't want to let people down, but then, yeah, because you've you've done a few things. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to think. I, I can't remember. Or, well, I'd say I can't remember all of them. Like every now and again, someone else will remind me. Oh, do you remember when yeah. you did that? So you're probably you probably initially you have a better memory of of what they were, the ones mm. that you were thinking of. I think, but I did. I was I was I was bad for it. I mean, obviously they they tell you don't copy this, but that's a just, <laughs> right. that was a red rag to a ball for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just I found the program so much fun. Just the whole premise of it that these people kind of had a, a job, which was basically just going around with their mates and having fun. That was yeah. that was it really. And I just thought, <laughs> well, that would be that would be that would be good. That would be a good job if you had to mm. like, hurt yourself every now and again. Um, <sighs> but yeah, obviously, I don't know if like jumping jumping into the fan. That yes. is that was that was that wasn't necessarily a jackass stunt, but there was a there was a bit. I don't know if it was in jackass or one of the. But I think that was a Steve-O thing that I'd seen. Yeah. I don't think that was the reason I was doing it because I didn't start that when that happened. Other people were doing it and right. I just ran in and <laughs> I like just elevated it. <laughs> Next level rock. God, I remember like going to Arsenal and Bod used to, we used to have a fair amount of strength in those days, didn't we? Yeah. And he would do the, I'm Body Knoxville, welcome to Jackass and then throw up on cue kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's brilliant. And I am, um, yeah. yeah, Bod's still a listener, so that, that'll be nice for him to hear. 
<laughs> I did when I was in when I was in Sheffield. Um, a, a couple of the lads wanted to do the the, the milk challenge thing they do, where oh, they just yeah. down like gallons of milk and then puke it back up. But wanted to do it, but they wanted to be present while it was happening, but wouldn't do it themselves. So I was like, I'll do that <laughs> if, if it's uh, if if that's what you yeah. really want. And I, but in typical student way, I said, I'm not I'm not buying the milk though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drink it. You buy it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I can't think, like, I think the, the most pain I've ever had, I don't really know, like, I've not, I've been quite lucky, I've only broken a couple of bones here and there. Oh, I had bronchial pneumonia once, that was fucking horrible, and <laughs> I was uh, coming home from work, and I just felt like I was going to faint, I felt awful on the, I was on Stevenage platform, trying to get back to Wellington Garden, and I rang my dad up, and I said, can you pick me up, I feel like I'm going to faint, I feel really, really sick, and my dad being a my dad just went no you tried that before <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I got the train home and I got in my dad's car at the Howard Centre and said can you just take me to hospital and then like I was like my temperature was through the roof and I just remember I couldn't even swallow my own spit because I'd throw it up again and I was all over the place and they did some like tests and stuff and the doctor came in like I must have been there for god knows how long and uh, the doctor came in and went okay yeah you've got bronchial pneumonia <laughs> And I turned to my dad and just went, ha! <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. uh, like Job, like Job in Arrested Development. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember think, thinking that like, I don't, I don't know this feeling. This feels like I might die, kind of thing. But no, no luckily I've never done anything. Like oh, I had a hernia, that was really bad. I still blame it on my sister for near me over an argument over a remote control. But a problem, this is quite a, I don't know if it's the right place to say this, but it was horrible. But um, so one of my testicles, <laughs> you know, a hernia, basically your innards poke through your stomach, stomach lining or your muscles in your stomach. Yeah. And mine had dropped down to my testicles. Uh, and because I, it was 96, so I was 14. You know, I've not seen a lot of other people's testicles and stuff. And I was in pain, but I just thought that must be part of growing. <laughs> it must be just a normal thing to have one tennis ball testicle. <laughs> and one one testicle. bigger than the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've ever got to the stage where I had to ask my dad if this was all right, if it was okay to to stuff to I'm in a lot of pain down here. Is this all right? And he goes, well, you're going to have to show me, aren't you? And at 14, you don't want that to happen, do you? So, I no. okay, okay. So, <laughs> built it kind of up to like this weird scenario where my dad was sitting on the closed lid of a toilet while I was pulled down my pants. And I remember his reaction just went, ah! <laughs> We're going to have to go to hospital. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, that was not fun. Uh, and then uh, did he accuse you of using that one before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your mum's tried that. And then uh, <laughs> I remember like um, going to hospital, have going in for a surgery. Uh, my, my dad was like, oh, "Oh yeah, everything will be fine. Don't worry about it." My mum and dad in the hospital. Uh, and then I was on the uh, in America they call it a gurney, hospital bed on wheels, basically. And then uh, they put me in the lift, and the doors closed. You know, like Richard Luck was saying when a sitcom comes to life. And they were like, oh, we'll just see you in a yeah. bit. 
And then another nurse had to get into the doors open again. And my mum was just bawling her eyes out. And then on the way up to the lift, I'm like, I'm going to die. I can't believe it. (laughs) Ah, there you go. There's my two biggest painful stories. I think the the stupid things that I've done to myself, the, the, I don't rec- I don't recall them being painful because mm. like I say dr- drink was always involved so I was just not yeah. aware of it at the time and then afterwards not really much to it one of the things that always sort of pops into my head for very intense and horrible pain was when I worked in a kitchen like washing dishes at Mill Green Golf Club mm. I was like scrubbing the counter down around the sink I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing and I, sh- I moved my hand forward quickly like that to sort of scrub something yeah and there was a, a wire brush on its side Oh right, and I, my hand slipped and carried on going, and one of the bristles of the wire brush went down the gap between my under my fingernail. Yeah, but it went so far under there that when I the initial pain caused me to like yank my hand back away yeah. towards me, but it had gone so far in as I yanked my hand away, oh. the brush like came with it and was like hanging out of my oh. finger there, and I was just like, oh, I've got to pull this out now. Yeah, and um, yeah, oh, God, that was it was really intense, oh. like you know, not not yeah. like. Two days later, gone. But in the moment, it was yeah. oh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot in kitchens. The amount of times I picked up a pan that's come out of an oven or something, and just like that intense pain, yeah. and then like it almost kind of plateaus and then gets worse again, doesn't it? Like burns and stuff like that. Yeah, burn, burns, burns are nasty. Like mm. the, the yeah, the, the type of the type of pain it is, and like you say, that initial, the initial ouch. And then there is a sort of I don't know what feels like a couple of seconds of like numbness, yeah. and then it then it really starts to yeah. It's just annoying uh, in, a, in a busy kitchen when you have got one hand in a three liter jug of ice and water, and the other hand still trying to chop carrots. It's just like <laughs> yeah, there's no kind of like can I go home in a kitchen situation, is there? But then I don't know the most I've ever seen someone get hurt either, like live. Do you know what I mean? I've seen people have their legs broken. I broke someone's leg once in football and I felt awful about it for months. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I kind of, I was, I don't know, in my early 20s and this kid was probably 16, 17, was just a little bit too quick and I, I was just a little bit slow to tackle him and it went over the top of the ball and I broke like between his ankle and his leg and I felt it, the resistance against my foot and then no, there was no resistance. And like... I remember just feeling really bad about yeah. it and really sorry for this guy. And it wasn't like on purpose, even though people were pushing me about in that moment, I didn't care about that. People pushing me, I almost thought like, oh, someone punched me because I deserve that. And I felt really sorry for the for the kid more than anything. And I think he, they tried to sue the club and stuff as well. <laughs> I'm kind of like, Jesus. oh yeah. Yeah, I think my, all my kind of care for you has gone out the window now that I think I like, might lose money. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like the next. He wasn't like the next big thing. He wasn't Sonny Pike, was it? Yeah. Like the next... I remember Greg breaking his leg, like a slide, and his feet got stuck in the um, in the in the ground, and he's just yeah. We were um, we were were you there? Yeah, I went to a hospital I with I was, him. Yeah. I remember getting um, getting the text. I think you must have texted us. I was. I think me and Shafty and Ross were somewhere. Oh, you were going. To, uh, yeah. It was. They were going to like something at Nebworth. Like oh, was, it that? was it that Ministry, Ministry of Sound? Sound? Yeah. Oh, it was there, was it? Yeah. And we oh, were right. we were thinking about coming, and then obviously Greg did that. I remember like he broke his leg on a pitch, and then I, you, I don't know, just clicked into looking around. Oh, it's probably me that's going to have to sort this out. So even though you know, but I went to see him on a pitch, and I said, right, I'll get your bag and stuff. 
and I gave his car keys to Glenn Walker to drive his car home and then got like really unfit at the time. I remember running to the change rooms, getting his bag, running back to the ambulance and he said, oh, my keys are in the, the valuables. So I went back to the, the change rooms to get his keys, gave them to someone who's on the sideline and then ran back to the, so it's a good five minutes of sprinting about <laughs> and I got in the ambulance Greg was on gas and air chatting up the nurse. <laughs> in that moment, thought I'd much rather be laying there <laughs> than here. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, um, was his was his uh, was his chat up technique improved from what I've seen? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. To be honest, I've seen some horrific stories of Greg chatting up women. <laughs> I remember one night in this uh, nightclub, he went up to this girl and he was like. Um, Right, I know I'm not the best looking guy here, but you know, go go have yourself a look around. <laughs> and if no one better looking than me is interested, then I'm interested, kind of thing. And he was telling me, he goes, I genuinely thought it would work, Giblin. <laughs> oh, but lucky, lucky Gemsy. Uh... <laughs> Technologies, and uh, why don't you explain what this is and what we're going to be doing? Well, this is the uh, 460 uh, Stingmore mine. It has approximately 745 caliber rubber balls in it. They'll fly out of there at about 500 feet per second. They use these uh, charges on the outside of uh, embassies uh, to uh, protect the gates from uh, people trying to break in. It looks like it's going to suck. It, it is, I promise. Fire in the hole! Oh, yeah! Fuck that! Fucking Christ! <laughs> that is great! I'm about to like have an anxiety attack. <laughs> just can't do this one. It's just too gnarly. Dude, Knoxville is in, if he if if Knoxville goes in there, dude. I'll French kiss him. Are you insane? No. All you gotta do is stand there. Yeah, get killed. Look at that thing. That thing It's just loud. It's loud. It's gonna hurt really bad, but it's just loud. You're nuts. No, 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 no. Come on, it's footage. Nuts. <laughs> Some water, maybe uh, Shirley Temple. I don't fucking stink where I get shot. They all went for my stomach. Uh, I got it in the legs worse. Those, did he get me in the face? Man. You got it in the stomach pretty good. <laughs> that was great. That was. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, is this okay? Then we're good. It's good. <laughs> Excellent. I think <laughs> you've definitely chose that clip for the last little bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another one. Um, well, there's a few. It's one of those, each time I watch it, it's just the bits that make me laugh is when when they're walking out after they've said, no way, we're not doing it. Yeah. Um, the camera is focused on Bam, say, yeah. like, Johnny like Knoxville's insane. But you can hear Johnny Knoxville in the background just in a really sort of, nonchalant voice going dumb dumb come on like yeah. as if it's nothing all you've got all you've got to do is stand there he says yeah and then he says like oh come on it's footage 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's it. That's all it is. Will be a minute <laughs> then, of footage. The funny, uh, it's it's up there with the you know like the hard cuts you see in like good sitcoms. Like Partridge is good at it. Steve yeah. Coogan's good at Partridge. You know where he says to uh, Jill um, when he's going on the, the date with her, the redhead, and he yeah. he says. Oh, he says about going to uh, our sanctuary, our sanctuary, and then she says, "Oh, we could, we could, we could go shopping," and then it just cuts to them at the our sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, the owl, yeah. kind of yeah, the little kind of hard cut they do there, where it goes from him tell them saying absolutely no way, and him saying, "Come on," and then it just cuts to all three of them stood there. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, then, um... and then I was laughing at that, but then it, they couldn't have they they had two proper masks, and Johnny Knoxville was having to stand there with just with goggles on covering. Yeah. His mouth and nose of his hand. Yeah. Uh, like Bane. Um, like, yeah. So in that clip, basically they're testing like riot control, basically, yeah. equipment. So these things are put on the outside of embassies and things, which, what is it, fires rubber bullets 500 feet per second, and then they're yeah. getting hit by however many bullets are in that little box kind of thing. Uh, and they're standing probably, I don't know, 10, 20 foot away, probably 20. Yeah. 20 feet away, yeah, 20, yeah, 20 feet, 20, maybe yeah, a bit and more. and then, like, when Bam pulls up his shirt and pulls his trousers down slightly, like, the top of his kind of pubic area is, like, a fucking mess, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like little kind of, like, if you've been hit by a paintball, you know, that kind of mark, but they're bleeding yeah. as well, aren't they? Yeah. <sighs> and then, like, um, just be bleeding from, like, impact. It's not like there's an edge to it. It's just no. the sheer the ferocity of it hitting you and also cutting you is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. And then, but like Knoxville's powers of recovery, like I think he definitely sees these things as a, as a test to himself and his, his, his durability and his staying power, because I don't know mm. if it's just, he stays on his feet in that and the other two like double over yeah. on the floor. It's almost as if he's like, sort of, <laughs> right, I'm not going to let this not take, like put me down like a, like a boxer like I'm gonna, yeah. you might have, you might have punched me 10 times but I didn't go down that sort of thing and it just seems like he's got that mindset with it because he and, and then he's telling jokes within 10 seconds he's saying like bam yeah. get, get bam a glass of water how about or maybe a Shirley Temple and he's <laughs> like taking the piss straight away and then he's then he's just laughing at him mm. seconds later and then obviously <laughs> like you said the, the, the finish thing yeah is this is this okay and like points at his face. <laughs> yeah, then we're good. Please subscribe to us at youtubereviewpodcast.blogspot.com or see us on Twitter at RockleRussell1.